Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back uh, to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. Uh, my name is Tom Joustra, and my guest this week is Rick Velderman. And um, yeah, thank you for, for joining us back for day number two. Today's Tuesday. Um, it's July 20. Um, so here we are over halfway through the month of July already. And so, um, yeah, thanks for joining us today. Uh, now, Rick, yesterday you kind of introduced yourself to, to the audience and just, you know, told us a little bit about your family and about what you did for work and stuff. Um, sure. Like, so that your your job that you retired from a couple of years ago was what, with what, the Wyoming? City of Wyoming Water Plant. And you, that's over there it's on in, New Holland? It's on, New Holland. it's on New Holland Street, close to Lake Michigan. Uh, they draw water out of Lake Michigan and they pump it back into Wyoming and near the Grand Rapids area. So okay. second largest water plant in Michigan. So. Really? So what was your job there? I was maintenance supervisor. Okay. Started out as custodian 37 years ago. Wow. Worked my way up through many different positions, but right. ended up as maintenance supervisor. So. so you had people underneath you? Yeah, I had about 15, 18 people Ooh, underneath nice. me. So I nice. was very fortunate to have a very good crew. So good, good, made good. the job a lot easier. Right. So you did that for how many years? Uh, a total of 37, 37. years in the city. Yeah. Okay. So. But now I want you to think way back when, Okay. What was your very first job? My very first like as a job. kid or as a teenager? Well, my dad, and mom had blueberries, so oh, okay, twenty acres of blueberries. I so see. <laughs> that was kind of the first job. Okay, <laughs> working on the farm. Sure. So. And did you get paid for it? Or I, I did. I, okay. I, I think the most I got was like seven cents a a pound oh. of pecking blueberries, <laughs> but eventually you could work on the tractor and that sort of stuff. Right, right. And do things like that. So that was interesting. So. Now, did you, did your family have people come in and help pick? Yeah. Um, there was local people, but then there was some migrant workers that would come in. Okay. Um, we had a place for them to stay and everything right on the farm. So oh, cool. It was a small, small blueberry farm, 20 acres, I think, but um, yeah, still produce quite a few blueberries. So, is it still there? Uh, it is still there. Uh, my dad ended up selling it to the farmer that was next door to him. Basically, okay. he had a, he had about the same size farm, so he doubled his production sure. pretty much. But I think he's handed that down to his son now. Okay. So, so where on the north it side is, is it? No, it's on the south, south side. side. Okay. Yeah. So we lived on the north side of Holland. Okay. Um, but in the summertime, we would move right out on the farm. We had a small place out there that we would actually live out there. Huh. So my dad worked full time at Chris Graff, and then we would end up, he would come home and work on the farm till dark about. But wow. um, it was a family type thing. And wow. my mom kind of ran thing during the summertime for all during the day. So, yeah. So I did not know that. There was not a lot of <laughs> let's go to the beach and vacation. Right, right, because you had a farm and that, that yeah. keeps you busy. Yeah. So wow. As a child, we didn't do a whole lot of no. vacations or anything. No. So, so it's nice that Sharon and I can afford to do that now yes, so I can get away exactly. and enjoy life. Do you still enjoy eating blueberries? I do. Okay, because sometimes people <laughs> I, like grow no, up on, a, I do. on an egg farm and they like can't stand eggs. No, there's nothing better than a fresh blueberry pie. Oh, oh good. Oh, good. So. good. That's cool. I did not know that. Yeah. So we've known each other for yeah. many years, and I did not know that about you. Look at that. I learned something there new. There you go. Very cool. So, um, Rick, uh, today uh, is Tuesday, and we typically on the podcast here have Testimony Tuesdays, yeah. where we ask the guests to kind of share a little bit about um, how God has worked in their life in the past or how he's working in their life now. Um, and so, um, yeah. yeah. Do you have something you'd like to share with us? Sure. As a child, I 
my, my folks ended up, I was actually born in Zealand, um, raised a little bit there in Zealand before they moved to the north side of Holland. Um, but we went to First Reforming Church in Zealand. Uh, my mom and dad were members there, and I grew up in that church. Um, we didn't end up going every Sunday. Um, obviously, in the summertime, it was more hectic living on the farm and that sort of stuff, and not really living in your own house. Sure. It was on the farm, so... Um, but we would we would end up at church, and so um, the older I got, kind of walked away from that a little bit, and more you got on your own. And then Sharon and I started getting married. We got married and started going to uh, Hardaway Church. Actually, got married in Hardaway Church, and we were members there for a short time. And then we ended up moving our membership over to Pine Creek Church. So. Um, as we started having children, we ended up, you know, we were we were involved with different things at church over there, and um, so we we enjoyed that church. We didn't realize how when when we when we moved from Victory Point to Victory Point Church, actually it was Sunrise. Um, we didn't realize how unhappy I guess we mm. were at Pine Creek mm. until we moved to. To Victory Point and hmm. realized just how how much nicer it was and how much more we enjoyed it. Right. When you enjoy it like that, you get more involved with different things. And, yeah. You know, we had three kids, so we wanted to raise them in a Christian home, and so. Right. But yeah, we were very happy um, moving over to Victory Point at that cool. time. So. And you've been here since the beginning of Victory since Point, the right? Beginning, yeah, yeah. We Sharon and I were on the on the. the few members from Pine Creek that broke away and started okay. Sunrise first. Okay. And then they joined with Lighthouse. Yep. And then we ended up forming Victory Point. So, wow. Yeah. And now we're sitting in a building yep. and worshiping in a building <laughs> that uh, came out nice, of that whole very thing. Nice, right. Huh? So the Lord has blessed. Yeah, very much sure. so. Sure. Yeah. Cool. So the Lord's been good to you guys. The Lord has been real to you guys. And, right. and Victory Point was part of that. Right. Goodness. Right. right, right. On your, on your journey. Yep. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, um, thank you, Rick, for sharing that. Sure. And um, today we are in the Psalms. Typically on Tuesday, we uh, read a Psalm together and talk about that. Yep. And so uh, today we're going to be looking at Psalm number 14. Uh, my Bible here does not say who wrote it. Does your Bible say anything about like who wrote uh, Psalm 14? No, it does not. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. I just looked here and it says, uh, for the director of music of David. Oh, of David. Okay, so sure. David did write this one. Yep. The one who we just read about yesterday, okay. right? Committing adultery with yep. uh, with Bathsheba and then trying to cover up the whole thing. Yep. So anyway, uh, this is a, a psalm written by David. And so um, Rick has agreed to read Psalm 14 sure. for us. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. Their deeds are vile. There is no one who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the sons of men to see if there is any who understand, any who seek God. All have turned aside. They all, they have together become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Will evildoers never learn? Those who devour their, my, my people as men eat bread and who do not call on the Lord. There they are overwhelmed with dread, for God is present in the company of the righteous. You evildoers frustrate the plans of the poor, but the Lord is your refuge. Oh, that salvation for Israel 
would come out in Zion. When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. When I read this verse, I looked at those first um, four verses and it wasn't very like uplifting. No, it's not. <laughs> like I saw lines like, uh, there is no one who does good. Yeah. And all have turned away. All have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. I'm like, whoa, this is a real downer. <laughs> I hope it gets better. <laughs> I know. I hope it gets better. Uh, there's a little glimmer of hope at the end. Yes. But that, that first part of the psalm, um, yeah, it's definitely kind of like down in the depths. Yes, okay? it is. Just like just reminding, David's reminding himself and remi and reminding people, reminding us that, no, there is no one who does good, not in, including himself. Right. Right, because we just read about yesterday yes. what he did, you know. Um, and so, no, there is no one uh, who does good. And, and we who follow Christ know that, right? We're all right. sinners. Right. In fact, isn't, I think there's a verse in Romans 3 that says, um, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of mm -hmm. God. Okay. Um, and, and to me, that just points to, a savior. Yeah. Okay. Um, this Psalm doesn't really talk about a savior. It just talk a little bit towards the end about a refuge. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. And we now living in, of course, 2021, we know that Jesus um, was that savior um, that even though we are all sinners and all fall short of the glory of God, he, he has saved us from, yes. from, from that. So that was one thing that, that popped out to me. Anything Rick that popped out with you? Um. Verse five reassures us that God is there for us, that we need, we just need to believe in God, I mm -hmm. guess. So, you know, like you said, the first four verses there weren't very upbeat, but that one there, I think, kind of turns it around a little bit. And it says that, you know, just believe in God and he's there for you. So, yeah, my verse five said, uh, for God is present. Mm -hmm. Does your say the same thing? Yes. Or, okay, for, for God, God is present. In the company of the righteous. Right. And so, I mean, that's like a glimmer of hope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even though we are all sinners, sinners. and we deserve yeah. uh, the penalty of death and hell, God is present. Correct. Okay. He is present. Um, then I love that last part of verse six, too. It says, but the Lord is their refuge, yes. too. And I was thinking about that, like, like when you think of the word refuge, Rick, like, like what do you think of? Like, what, what, what is a refuge? Well, there's talk on the news, you know, about refuge people that are coming from different countries oh, and yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, refugees, yeah, right? refugees. I didn't even think about that. And I guess, you know, they're coming to America because they think it's, you know, going to be the best life they've ever had and probably is the best life right. that a lot of those people have ever had. So, yeah. You know, I kind of thought of that and thinking, you know, if you know Jesus, if you know God, you know, that's the best life you're going to have. Right. So. Yeah, I, I always think of a refuge as being somewhere safe. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people that are refugees to our country are coming from unsafe right, right. situations. And so I think they long yeah. to come to America um, because it's safe. Yep. And it's they, a refuge. It, you know, it takes them months to get here. Right. And, the things they have to go through, you know, in order to try and yep. get to the States. It's, right. It's just amazing the fight that they put up to right. get someplace where it's safe. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that, that, that our Lord can be that refuge for mm -hmm. us is like, yeah. like you said earlier, he's that, um, it, it's so, it's so much better. Yeah. Okay. And, and life with Jesus and life in his kingdom is so much better than life without him. Yeah. Right. And without his kingdom. Um, 
around us. Um, anything else from Psalm 14, Rick, that uh, jumped out at you? Uh, I think the only thing, other thing that I had is just trust and believe in God. You know, God is our refuge. That, you know, God is right there. All we have to do is believe in him. Right, right. So, And I, and I love that word, but in verse six, yeah. okay, which right before it says, the, you know, refuge, because, you know, the first line is like the bad news. Right. right. You evildoers, you frustrate the plans of the poor, okay? But, okay, all of a sudden something's going to change here, but the Lord is their refuge. Still Lord, hope. There's still hope, yep. right? And he's our safe place, and he is our savior. And um, in fact, going into Romans again, I think Romans 6, verse 23 says um for the wages of sin is death but there's another but mm -hmm. okay but the gift of god is eternal life right in christ jesus our lord and so i love how the how how david ends uh, on a higher note yeah especially at the very end where he talks about rejoicing and he talks about being glad mm -hmm. and uh those should just be attitudes for yeah. all of us who follow christ right right, right. so life is good <laughs> like life is good when you are when you're in god's yeah. word and you're in god's kingdom yeah. and he's your and he's your heavenly father and yeah. yeah for sure well um i would love to say a prayer for sure. for us too and for our listeners as yeah. we close off um today um so let's pray together uh lord thank you um that you are our refuge lord we know that we we sin uh, we saw that in david's life yesterday and he was even called a man after your own heart and Lord, we look at our own lives and we see that we have sin in our lives too. Um, but Lord, you are our refuge. You are our savior. Um, we don't deserve it, but you choose us anyway to be your sons and to be your daughters. And we thank you for that, Lord. Continue to be a refuge. Help us to rejoice in that fact and be glad in that fact. And um, Lord, just thank you that, yeah, you have promised us the gift of eternal life. And we look forward to that someday. And help us as we um, try to make this life um, more and more like your uh, kingdom and more and more like heaven um, before we even get there. So Lord, thanks again for being our refuge. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.